Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of headlines. I want to keep you elevated, keep you remembering the big picture that we are all playing in, and also talk about some of the little details that are important for us to understand. Let's also talk about the one and only Kathy Wood and her call for Great Depression 2.0. Yes, as if the Great Depression 1.0 was not good enough, Kathy believes we are on the cusp of the Great Depression dose or 2.0. I want to talk about what something that Zillow had to say that I think is very interesting, something that you and I have been talking about on this channel for a while, and it's important, and no one is talking about it. Let's also talk about downtowns, right? Downtown San Francisco or New York versus Florida or Texas. There's a lot of things going on that we need to understand because it may have impact for years, if not decades. Let's talk about Tesla's price cut. Folks, there's no two ways, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Tesla's earnings are going to collapse. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is there a strategic move? We will talk about it, but you can't get by the fact that when you cut the price of something 20%, that is going to hurt earnings, right? All the Tesla bulls who blow up my channel, they talk about Tesla's margins at, I don't know, 16, 18, 20%. Look at the other car companies at 2%. Well, Tesla's margin is not going to be whatever you guys quote. It just can't, mathematically can't, but it might be the right decision. So let's talk about that. And then finally, I wanna highlight $4 billion, and I think it grows on Tuesday. We will talk about what that is, so let's get into it. So first, again, as we have been talking about, I believe the economy is slowing. I believe the housing market has bottomed transactionally, which is important. We will get to that in a minute. We will know more about that on Friday when existing home sales come out. So again, inflation is cooling. I believe still there's three components. The good stuff's almost done. The housing or rent equivalent or whatever you want to call it, it will roll off by July or August, leaving us at the end of the year with the very, 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 very hard stuff. So again, somewhere between three and a half and four percent. But again, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Inflation is cooling. How about the economy? We're going to get a lot of earnings reports today. We are going to see, I believe, this earnings recession, this um, rolling recession kick in. Why? Example, you are likely going to see some companies report disappointing numbers. And you will see others simply blow it out. I give you United Airlines. United Airlines announced great numbers last week where someone else like Macy's did not. This is a rolling recession. 
Some parts of the economy are okay. In fact, one would argue growing, while other companies or industries or components are having a tough time. That is a rolling recession. I don't think it will be fun. I think it will be long lasting, meaning longer than the average recession, but it won't be deep. And again, it will allow us to bob and weave through this together. Let's talk about jobs. We, are, we need to watch the Thursday weekly unemployment claims. I think last week was, I don't know, something in the low 200s, like 209 or 207, something like that. We need to watch that. If that ever spikes up to, say, 320, that will get our attention. As long as it stays in the low 200s, you can, we can squawk all we want, but it, the job market is going to continue to be strong. And then finally, all of that leads to one of my 12 housing calls for 2023. Yes, I put out 12 housing calls for 2023. I'm hoping to get nine of the 12 correct. Well, one of them that I got a lot of heat for might be on the cusp of happening already, folks. The mortgage rate, the 30-year mortgage rate ended the week at 6.09. Yes, folks, my call for 2023 this year was the average 30-year mortgage rate would average below 6%. Now, this is owner rock, 20% down, best credit. If you can get 6% like that, you can buy down to 4.99. I believe that will change the housing market. I am not calling for housing appreciation. In fact, I think much of the housing market is broken. More on that later. Next, let's talk about the one and only Kathy Wood. Remember folks, something we have talked about over the last six months. When billionaires or portfolio managers put out scary headlines, and talk about this or that coming with certainty, you have to question it. We have uh, plenty of examples. There's the billionaire Barry, I forgot his last name, bringing PowerPoint to CNBC, telling the Fed they must cut immediately. Didn't happen. Billionaire Barry's had, for, had to uh, go bankrupt in his mortgage company. Billionaire Barry had to stop distributions in his private REIT. Again, billionaire Barry was swimming naked. He wasn't liquid, but he was begging for the Fed to bail him out, and I'm glad they didn't. Then you have Elon Musk begging for price cuts. And of course, we know how that ended up. And now there's Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood is often cited as a great portfolio manager. I don't understand it and have done videos on that for the last year or so. She is very concentrated. She had a two-year run where the Fed bailed her out, and she wasn't. I don't know what I don't know what the because she's a, she's extremely smart. She's extremely smart. She didn't have the gumption to pivot or change her thesis, and now she is paying the price. Nair, her investors are paying the price. She was the worst portfolio manager yesterday. So what is she doing with this Great Depression call? She wants to get us all excited, squawk, 
get distracted from her 70% collapse, and she wants you to blame the Fed, not her. Don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Let's talk about Zillow. Zillow came out with some very interesting numbers, something that you and I have talked about for six to 12 months. As this market shifted, you heard me talk about many times that I believe the first time home buyer is going to have the power. And you've heard me say the luxury market is dead. All of these statements should not be new to you. All of them are happening now. Zillow, first time home buyer, now makes up 45% of the active buyers as of first week of January. Think about that. 45% of the active buyers are first time home buyers. That's just this morning, let's call that 50% because it's easier for you and I to digest. If 50% of the home shoppers are first time home buyers and there's relatively speaking, no inventory, because as you've heard me talk about the housing market, the luxury market is exploding. We heard from uh, Adrian that Orange County, 100 days on market for anything 2X the median. We have heard from other markets. We, in fact, had a report from Redfin that 100, I think it was 126,000 luxury properties are on the market. That fact alone is distorting all of the news because who wants to buy a luxury property when their portfolio is down 30%, their business is down, the stock market is down. Luxury is a want, not a need. However, first-time homebuyers need. So again, one of the things that we are seeing is that segment, the affordable segment. And what is affordable? Take your median price, my market, let's call it 400 for easy math. You take the median price, times it by 75%, and you get what I call, roughly speaking, first-time homebuyer homes. Folks, first-time homebuyers don't buy median-priced homes. I see all of these crash bros talking about the median house price, and nobody can afford the median house price. How's a first-time homebuyer supposed to afford the median home price? Hey, idiots, the median home price is in the middle. It's 50%. First-time home buyers don't buy at the middle. They buy at the lower end. So stop being stupid. So again, take the median times 75%, and that's where you should play. For math, for an example, my market median is 400. You take that times 75%, you get 300. Roughly speaking, first-time home buyers, Fresno, California, are looking at about 300 grand. You take 300 grand times three and a half percent first time home buyer loan, it's about $11,000. That's what we are talking about. That's what they are bringing to the table. Again, the crash bros screaming about median home price, they don't understand what median means. They just don't. It's, it's almost comical, but really, it's kind of sad because everybody listens to them. When, when does a first time home buyer buy a median home price? Nah, crazy. All right, downtown. So I've been reading some articles about some downtowns. And really, this started because I believe San Francisco is being destroyed. Again, as you have probably heard on my channel, I am a huge Golden State Warriors fan. One of my life goals, one of the top two or three things I hope to accomplish in my life 
was becoming a season ticket holder to the Golden State Warriors. Thankfully, about three or four years ago, I had the opportunity. It was a huge financial commitment. I made it. I was excited. We did it for a couple of years. But I can't get past how destroyed and unsafe San Francisco is. I take the train up. I walk about a half a mile to the stadium, the Chase Center. It is unsafe. And then, oh, by the way, you have to walk back. That is taking your life in your own hand. So, again, I felt so unsafe. I didn't feel good taking my wife or anybody that I canceled the tickets. All because San Francisco is being destroyed. However, I talked to folks in Texas or Florida. Their downtowns are booming. You hear more and more companies going there. We have to ask ourselves, is there a real estate investing trend there? Clearly, downtown San Francisco, as David Sachs said, he was just offered uh, square footage at 2009 prices. It is going to get worse. San Francisco will be an amazing place to make money eventually. There has to be office buildings going back to the banks. There has to be multifamily going back to the banks. There has to be, frankly, a change in leadership. Until then, San Francisco gets worse day by day. However, that is good news elsewhere, right? San Francisco's loss, somebody else's gain. Is some of that the South Bay, East Bay? Is some of that out of state like Texas and Florida? Again, there may be an investable trend there. And again, if you are a vulture investor, somebody is going to make a lot of money in San Francisco eventually. Let's talk about Tesla's price cuts. So let me first of all say I have zero skin in the game. I will never touch Tesla stock. In fact, I believe that Tesla, the stock, not the company, the stock, is this generation's Cisco system. I I made so much money with Cisco and then lost it all. I will never, ever touch Tesla. That said, let's talk about Tesla's price cuts. First, Elon Musk told you, he told you price cuts were coming. He had a conversation. In fact, I talked about it on this channel where he said, I value unit sales more than profit margin. He said nearly those exact words. If you guys, folks, Elon Musk tells you what he's going to do. You just have to read his tweets. He's not some master 40 chess player. He told you he was going to lower prices. Second, no ifs, ands, or buts. If you are one of those fanboys that come on my channel and talk about Tesla's 20% profit margin, and that's why they deserve a 1,000 multiple. The E in PE is earnings. The E at Tesla is going down. The profit margin at Tesla is going down. Now, in fairness, it will be positive. It appears, I've never looked at it, but just given what I've been told, they have fat margins compared to their car competitors. Now they will cut it in half. They'll go single digits. Who knows? We will see Tesla's earnings at the end of the month. But let's just be clear. 
Elon Musk and Tesla is doing this for a reason. And I think it is the right decision. Again, earnings down, profit down, margin down. But I think it is the right decision. We are heading into a recession. It is a white collar recession. All things I have told you. Tesla, the average buyer of Tesla is a white collar worker. In fact, it's a tech male white collar worker. Tough. So again, something that Tesla is doing is lowering price points. They're making sure they qualify for the EV credit. They are going to go for volume, not profit. However, let's not forget, they are also talking about some big investments in factories. There's rumors of a factory in, what is it, Northeast Mexico. There is rumors of a factory in Malaysia. There is rumors of an expansion in China. All of those things are capital intensive, capital intensive. So watch their cash flow statement, right? Again, there's a balance sheet, an income statement, and cash flow. Tesla could have a great balance sheet and, and look profitable, but their cash flow statement could be a problem if they are moving a lot of cash and capital to build infrastructure around the world. So again, won't ever buy the stock. I think it's a cult stock. I got burned with its cousin two decades ago. So be careful. Next, let's talk about $4 billion. Something that I highlighted going into this earnings season was how much would the big banks reserve for bad debt? Well, we've got about half the answer so far. We got, who reported last week? Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo. Collectively, they have reserved $4 billion. We're going to get a couple more on Tuesday. Goldman Sachs and somebody else, I forget. We are going to find out how much. And that is on top of the reserves added from last quarter. So the big banks, they are getting ready for a recession. Makes total sense to me. So lastly, buyer's market or seller's market? I, I get this question a lot all the time, and I think it depends where you are in the market. I think if you are in luxury, clearly a buyer's market. If you are in first-time homebuyer areas, outside of the iBuyers, soon-to-be iGons, they, they are a um, seller's market. There's just no inventory. So that's what I got for you today. Let's congratulate two people. At one rental at a time, we are always doing the work. Let's congratulate Sam for getting his first deal. Sam, your card will go out in the mail. You are lucky number 28. And Joanna, congratulations. Your next deal, I think this was deal number nine, I think. I think that's what you said. Again, Joanna, your card's going out in the mail. Lucky number 45. So again, I'm trying to send out a 1,000 of these and at least 100 of these. If you think one rental at a time helps you in any way and you close your first or next deal, let me know. I want to send you a card. Folks, have an amazing Sunday. Take care. Bye-bye.